Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true hill phenom, SP3. And we are back once again with the Pro Wrestling Spotlight Presents True Hill Heat 71. I am back once again with my great co-host. First, we got on the, the representative of the <laughs> Titans in the 2020 NFL Draft, our resident True Hill alcoholic himself, Top guy, JJ. <laughs> Hell yeah, tighten up, tighten up, draft night, baby. <laughs> and of course, once again, we got the lovely, the beautiful, the princess of, princess of all the true hills, Miss Chrissy Love. Hey guys, what's going on? Happy to be here. Hell yes. Yeah. On this true hill heat, we got a lot to unpack. Not as much as last week for sure, but <laughs> there's a lot of news going on in the wrestling world. Uh, we're going to be talking about Nia Jax uh, once again with another incident in the ring. We're going <sighs> to be talking about WWE with potentially the most disgusting promotional tactic of 2020, which is saying a lot. And we're also going to be talking about week 28 of the Wednesday Night Wars. So we got to get into our True Hill roll call, first of all. That's where we shout out you, the viewers, the listeners of True Hill Heat, everyone that's supporting us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere you can find us at. Uh, we want to thank you all. Reddit, even. We are new to Reddit as well. Uh, oh, top nice. three. Top three conversation starters on the True Hills group page on Facebook are as follows. Once again, we got the New Japan aficionado, James Wim, coming in at number two. We got the host of the Romeo Report, Romeo Anthony Cologne. And number one, we got once again the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. I want to take a moment to shout out Nick Jackson, you know, worst of all. And I'm going to give it to you guys Miss Chrissy Love, Top Guy JJ, Mr. Nick Jackson hit me up and he's like, he wants to be our first fan, our first viewer, our first listener to be a co-host on True Hill Heat. What do you guys think about that? Like for an episode? For an episode. Sure, why not? How do you, what, do you t- what do you think, Top Guy JJ? Do you need to take a sip of your drink before you answer that? Nah, absolutely not. I've been clamoring for Nick to be a part of this show for a while. I just said that he just needs to bring it when he gets on here, and his comments better not be so fucking friendly, because he's friendly. <laughs> because because he 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 love he's a lovable gubbable bear man. He loves everybody. You know he he's the he's the Negro Buck that just likes being a face on the True Hills page. You know. <laughs> So, so Nick Jackson, you heard it here first. You, we are we are accept, we are accepting. You want to be on the show? We invite you on to True Hill Heat. We're gonna invite you on to our Money in the Bank preview episode in a few weeks' time. So Nick Jackson, you are invited on True Hill Heat. So your answer you, that is your answer. Where's we your drink, sir? Where's your drink? I have my drink right here, son. Salut. Salut. Yes. <laughs> a couple of more True Hills we got to shout out. Uh, RJ Naka, Nakateep. We got Joshua Thomas, Seth Reedy, uh, Charles Kirk Hoff, Ian Flores, 
And a YouTube subscriber highlight. We got new subscribers that's commenting on a bunch of our videos. We got Storm Shadow and uh, Mark McDonald. They had some strong opinions about the WWE's uh, tactics. Uh, Mark McDonald commented on our Jimmy Snuka uh, video talking about WWE covering up what happened uh, with Jimmy Snuka. So thank you guys for contributing to those videos. And a huge shout out to Mark Adam Haggerty for our great video on the True Hills group uh true hill heat youtube channel true hills between the ropes with interview with mark adam haggerty and our exclusive interview with the all father wrestling richest fries darius carter as well as his appearance on true hill heat 70 so we thank darius carter and uh shouts out to him so anything you guys want to mention before we uh get into the show You kind of said no. it. You said it all, man. Props to the All Father, man. The All Father came on and did the goddamn thing, man. Kicked us with a whole plethora of knowledge. Yeah, man. You know, came through. And then as soon as I follow him, the first video the motherfucker puts up is him throwing a trash can lid at me again. I was like, Are you? <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, guys, this is the first video I see of him, and he and we looking for heels, and there's one like right in our presence. Golden. He's a golden hill. He's the richest hill in the game. So what we miss, first of all, we missed uh, SmackDown live on Friday. Miss Chrissy Love and the Lynches usually covered that. But we had uh, Sonya Deville with one of the best promos of the year for me. Honestly, coming, don't worry, you'll get it. <laughs> oh, 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 I know you You have a lot to say about it, but one of the best promos of the year, her best promo of her career against uh, Mandy Rose, explaining her heel turn. Uh, New Day became the eight-time SmackDown Tag Team Champions on Monday Aww. Night. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good impersonation. I love it. I love it. Love good it. Aww. Yeah, man. <laughs> On Monday Night Raw, we had Drew McIntyre and Zelina Vega's crew. So you can put down in the comment section below what you guys think. We had Darius Carter called them grade A. We had our good friend of All Elite Recap, Marcus Cash, called them triple A, uh, as uh, Justin <laughs> Rogers would, uh, would call it. And we had uh, the host of the Romeo Report, Romeo Anthony Colon, called them Vega Powers. So Vega you guys Powers. put in the comment Ew. section... Below, I like what you think the name should be? I like the Vega Powers that whatever the fuck Cash said, <laughs> trash it. Oh, whatever the fuck he said, cat, <laughs> cancel that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Totally. But, you know, that might that might have been one of the best episodes of Raw I've seen in a long time. You know, give me about three, four episodes of Zelina Vega. Oh, oh my God, I'm good, and- baddest woman on TV. And we're gonna preview it right here, going raw with top with a uh, drunk guy JJ. It's gonna be a very special episode as Romeo Anthony Cologne makes his return to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, and he's gonna be guest starring on Going Raw with Drunk Guy JJ this week for one of the better episodes. So might not be too many drinks, but they'll, they'll have a good time. It took coronavirus to have make them uh, step their game up to have better episodes. I guess it did. I guess it did. Hey, you know, uh, they cut out. They cut out a lot of fat, and now this is you know you getting some good shit. <laughs> you getting such good shit. Speaking of the cuts, uh, Sarah Logan was mentioned a lot on Raw. Uh, we had Bobby Lashley flips a tire, and we had the Viking Raider Viking Raiders do 
carpool karaoke in one of the worst segments of the year. <laughs> uh, we and then we also had Dark Side of the Ring Dino Bravo episode. Me and Chrissy Love, I'll review it. That will be up on the YouTube channel. You could check that out right now if you're watching this video. Uh, what was your thoughts on the Dino Bravo episode, Top Guy JJ? Uh, I watched it. It was it was it was. I know I knew about Dino Bravo a little bit growing up. Um, this really didn't shed much light as to. Obviously, I knew he. We knew that he got murdered a long time ago, but yo, finding out that he's a my man was a cigarette smuggler. <laughs> I was like, my man is a cigarette smuggler. You know, my man is collected debt, selling them cigarette cartons back when they were five dollars a carton and shit. I remember them days. I, I unfortunately, <laughs> I remember. I remember a lot of them days in the ten dollar cartons and shit, flipping them shits for like a. For like two dollars, uh, you know, two dollars a cigarette for a couple of cigarettes and shit. You know, you got to make your way somehow. You know, you got to get the Jersey game started somehow. But it, it was uh, honestly what it didn't, it didn't marinate with me that much. Like it's, I didn't really follow Dino Bravo that much, so not knowing much about him and seeing that, it was like, damn, you know, he lived the true mob life. He was a mob. He was a mobster, apparently. But yeah, yeah, we kind of shared a lot of the same thoughts. So you can check out our Dino Bravo review. That's in the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Uh, you can check that out in the archives. Uh, so, dude so, went into the WWF and said, "I'm gonna try to go get a match with Hulk Hogan. I can't get a prime match with Hulk Hogan. Fuck it. I'm gonna go back to my mob life." I mean. Well, he he should have got his match with Hulk Hogan. They were scared. He he set up. Damn sure set up, which is fucked up. But I, I, I don't know. Like, even if you were in Montreal, as soon as you came back, I mean, it still it wouldn't have changed who or what Hulk Hogan was. So I don't even know, right. like, what their whole end game was. It could have been a great match. I mean, he he was a heel as it is anyway. So let the heel win. And as soon as you come back, you know. Put Hogan over. I, I don't know. It just didn't. It... But I think the fear of that was that Dino Bravo was definitely going to get cheered big time as the bad guy, mm, and they never Hulk. came across. They never came across those kind of times yet. So the bad guy being like the supreme hero, which means everybody would have been against Hulk Hogan. That would have been some really uncharted waters because that's never happened to them before. Mm. It makes sense, but. It's kind of sad. It was a sad story, I would say. Yeah. So let's get into our top news. Our top news is, first of all, we got to talk about uh, one of the key things going on on WWE NXT right now. But it's a bigger story about, is this potentially WWE's most disgusting promotional tactic of 2020? As Drake Maverick, we talked about it last week, Drake Maverick will was among the many names that were involved in the uh, Black Wednesday WWE releases. Drake sent out a very emotional video, uh, crying during the video, talking about that this was his dream job and that he was going to fight in the Cruiserweight. They were allowing him to be in the Cruiserweight Championship Tournament and that he was going to fight to win the tournament. They very much, they even showed this video on WWE NXT last night. He had a pretty good match against uh, Jake Atlas. He lost the match against Jake Atlas 
After the match, Jake Atlas showed uh, remorse, said he was rooting for uh, Drake Maverick. After the match, Drake Maverick, uh, they did an interview with Drake Maverick where he was almost crying in the stairwell, uh, talking about um, that this is, that he's giving up on himself and maybe that people were right. So this brings up a lot of big questions of, it's one of three things. It's either that Drake, this has all been a work, and that Drake Maverick is not been released, and that they are using this to make him this underdog uh, story in the Cruiserweight title tournament, which would be irredeemable. <laughs> irredeemable, because people are actually losing their jobs here. Uh, are two, two, it started off as a shoot that Drake Maverick was released, but then Drake Maverick sent out this emotional video that got a good response online, and they saw his passion and decided to sign him back, and are now using this as the underdog story to kind of build up in the Cruiserweight title tournament, which is still bad. Or yeah. three, or three, he, it's like uh, my Uncle Dave Meltzer said on Wrestling Observer Radio tonight that Maverick is legit, still, still fighting for the Cruiserweight title tournament. He's still getting, he's like uh, Sarah Logan in that uh, there's been rumors that Sarah Logan is going to be used again. That's why she was mentioned so much on Monday Night Raw. And because they have the 90-day uh, non-compete clause, they can use them because they're still paying them. Mm. So what are your guys' thoughts on this whole Drake Maverick storyline? And what do you think? Do, do you think it's been all a work? Do you think it's a shoot that turned into a work or it is all a shoot? He is still fired. And this is just a story, which is all three solutions is WWE. This is pretty shitty. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going with that one. It's, it's very shitty. Uh, unfortunately, um, just even even if you did see his video and you said, oh, he's he's a he's great and you feel remorse like. I don't know, like it, it it just puts a bad taste in my mouth. I don't know, man. Like maybe it's just WWE doing its whole like shitstorm of foolishness that they usually do. Who knows? What about you, Top Guy JJ? So the WWE is gonna use one man, one name out of the thirty plus people. Right that got genuinely released from the company. You're going to look at all 30-plus people and slap them in the face with a storyline? With a storyline. This, this, this is definitely a storyline. So <laughs> you, you're going to air somebody's grieving video of getting fired on television? You're going to put that on the USA Network. You're going to air that live. And then you're going to interview him and dig even more into his misery after he loses his match. This is the shittiest, worst underdog story that you can use in a real-life world pandemic just to fucking beat AEW in the ratings war. This yeah. is beyond sad. Like, th this, this is, it's like, this is literally saying that they more than got the attention of AE of or oh, AEW got more than the attention of the WWE. Because if they're willing to go this low and to dig this deep 
to get a compelling story, to get a, to get the rah-rah viewers, man, fuck this shit. Like, I'm not into this shit at all because it's clear, like, it is clear as fucking day. This shit is a work. But now let's talk about the other 34 people that have been released. Let's talk about why. <laughs> let's talk about where's Mike Kyoto's story? Where's Rusev's story? Where's the Canellis' story when they're actually having a real family? What about the other stories? Like, you know, where, where's No Way's story at? Where's the Good Brother story at? So now all of these fucking people that y'all legitimately released, y'all gonna put it and just rub it in their face with some fake shit and put a work on TV. It's a fucking embarrassment. It's an embarrassment to us. It's an embarrassment to our intelligence. And the WWE should be fucking ashamed of themselves for this garbage. Woo! Off the rails, JJ. Tell them why you mad, son. I mean, it, it just is just um, if it's the the latter of what uh, Uncle Dave said about he's still fired. It doesn't make a lot of sense because WWE is giving him so much momentum to go somewhere else. Now, if he is fired, if he's fired, and if that story is right and he is fired and he has his, he has his claws, if he gets over with the crowd, they're using his termination to get him get over, over on fans. Yep. So they're telling him, here, go sell some indie stuff. Go out there and sell some indie stuff because we're not paying you anyway. We mm -hmm. approve you doing the indie stuff. And now when your 90 days is up, we're going to see how this story propels your career. And then we're going to re-sign you back. So you're using my firing to see if I gain popularity and viewers for you. Yep. This is the wrongest reason to motivate somebody. It is the shittiest reason to motivate somebody. If they're good at their fucking jobs, they're good at their fucking jobs. Like, we, we got all of this garbage that we just saw on fucking TV last week. Like, who, who, I swear to God, I saw, like, right, you got to pay these jobbers, these minimum wage jobbers and shit. But, but look, who the fuck have we seen on these past episodes of Raw and SmackDown? And you're like, wait a minute, they're still on this show. <laughs> like how the fuck are they still here like are you serious they kept this garbage yeah and then they get rid of the, they get rid of people like how you're gonna run through in a minute but it, it's a fucking embarrassment it's a sham i'm sorry like i can i won't get behind this shit every time i see this matches i'm like whatever the fuck happens this is a sympathy ply and a ratings a ratings draw it's a fucking embarrassment it's yeah. just straight embarrassing do you have any more thoughts on this, Miss Chrissy Loves? Nope, JJ has said it all for us. He's he said it perfectly. So he if you guys, <laughs> if you guys want to know more about the Black Friday WWE releases, what Wednesday. we think, or you can you can fast forward a little bit, and at the end of this episode, we're gonna go through every single name from the WWE release as far as in ring talent, and we're gonna give our thoughts on where we think they're gonna go next. Mm -hmm. uh, so our next topic is none other than Nia Jax. We talked about Nia Jax a little bit on True Hill Heat 70 with Darius Carter when we talked about our Lord and Savior Ronda Rousey and her thoughts on Ronda Rousey uh, saying everything about, you know, kayfabe killer and wrestling being fake. And then also we didn't bring up that Nia Jax said in a public interview recently that uh, she accused someone she didn't want to name names uh of her 
hurting Alexa Bliss and being a saver and how she had to go to management and basically tell them that they're unsafe and that if you're going to put someone, if you're going to, if you're going to put an unsafe worker in there, let me go in there because I can take the hits because I'm a big body. Noble thing, I guess. I don't know if she, what she was trying to do there, but after mere weeks of all that publicity, uh, her new victim in in ring incident, Nia Jax has had many of them. All four horsewomen can attest to that. But her new <laughs> uh, was Kyrie Sane. Yes, the same Kyrie Sane who had a concussion after TLC. Uh, yeah. if you remember, and we go back a few True Hill heats ago. Uh, Basically, what happened was Nia lifted her up for a baldo bomb, a double choke slam, and you can clearly, because it is an empty arena, you can clearly hear Nia, uh, Kyrie yell to Nia, no, Nia, I'm not set. Yet, Nia Jax threw her into the turnbuckle, where her head struck the middle turnbuckle. It lo- didn't look pretty. It looked very, very bad and could have gone very, very wrong. Uh but basically, it threw her right into the fire of wrestling Twitter again. Uh, tw- wrestling Twitter took her to task, basically accusing her of being an unsafe worker again. And Nia Jax basically doubled down on that criticism and basically put out a tweet in response that people saw as her bragging about being an unsafe worker. So oh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on the latest Nia Jax botch uh, Top Guy JJ? We'll start with you. Nia Jax is dipping in hot water, man. Like I think she she's taking it. She's not taking it too far, but she's going into a place that she's trying to make a comeback. And if you're gonna get put in the spotlight against a Becky Lynch, which is the face of their brand right now, and if you're gonna be deemed unsafe, this push ain't gonna last long at all. This is gonna this is not gonna last long at all. You're not gonna be put in the ring with our gems. You're not gonna be put in the ring with Becky's and Charlotte's. And you're gonna hurt any of them. This is a dub. This is not happening whatsoever. She's already so, hurt Becky, and well, she's hurt she, all of them. But I mean, you know, as as, as, P, uh, as he said, they all four horsewomen has had unsafe incidents with her. So mm-hmm. the fact that all four of them already been there, but now two of them are gigantic with the brand, and Bailey is really the 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 caterpillar to the SmackDown women's brand right now. She's the catalyst <laughs> to it. Because that brand, that, that, but we're not even going to get into the women's division of SmackDown. But at least you got Becky and Charlotte that is really holding it down for the women of both, obviously, other two brands. Nia Jax is on Raw last I checked. Yeah. So the person that is on Raw is the face of WWE right now. You ain't getting put in the ring with Becky Lynch if you can't prove to be safe, mama. It ain't ever going to happen. You're going to be a mid-card, gigantic jobber like Tamina, and you're going to fade off into the sunset like Tamina in due time if you do not correct your habits in the ring. <laughs> what was your, what's your thoughts, uh, Miss Kirsty Love? It, like he said, it's very dangerous waters that she's entering, and then the sharks are going to come, and they're going to get you if you, don't conti- if you continue to do these things and go down this road. You, we, you've, like you said, SP, like, she's hurt people already. And the two faces that are the faces of the company right now, of the women, they're not going to put you in, the, in that ring with them. 
the, we, we can't trust you. So now we're going to have to sit you on the side. You've already been sitting on the side for so long. You don't need this type of heat right now. You're trying to get as much airplay and as, as much time as you need because you've been gone for so long. And for you to do something like this is just like, what's, what's, what's wrong? Sis, like, are you, like you say, you clearly heard her say it. All you had to do was, okay, reset and get it back done. We've seen botches before. So if, if, just walk her, hold her, and right. walk her to the turnbuckle, hit her, and then do the move again. Right. Like that, you, that usually when Reset they have it. a mistake, they use the turnbuckle as a crutch. Right. And then they start the move again. Yeah. This is basic wrestling. It's basic shit. And it's, she's so small. Like, she's like two of you, like maybe even three of you. Like, you, she's like this little cat, like she's this little Tinkerbell girl. And you are like this big, like, Come on, sis. Really? Like, nah, this is better. You better than this. Come on now. She's she definitely got to take care of them better. So my follow-up question for you, Chrissy, is do you believe favoritism is at play with Nia Jax? Because we've seen other superstars. If any other superstar was as as destructive, it seems, in the ring with so many incidents, they would have been either punished or demoted by now. Now, you could say she's been partly punished because her push has gone down, but I'm talking about a demotion or a very visible on-screen punishment. But do you think favoritism is at play? I wouldn't say favoritism, but she she damn sure has... Um... Well... Well, I'll phrase that by the favoritism of The Rock. The Rock is the number one movie star in the world, and that you know is her family. So that's just like the Usos, because the Usos is the the main people that are always getting in trouble, and they yet still when soon they <laughs> come back, they be good to go. I'm just saying. So Roman Usos got The Rock on speed though. Roman was suspended for steroids in 2016. Came right back to the main event matchup for the WWE Championship. So this is not something new. This is not a new question here. But I'm just saying, with as many incidents as Nia Jax has had, do you believe that, that favoritism is at play? And yes, <laughs> absolutely. Top guy JJ, you slick with that one. You slick with that one. You basically gave the whole persuasion. Yeah. Um, I don't see that much. I see them trying a little too hard to establish another face. Mm. Like, cause they got they're They're trying really hard with Shayna Baszler and it doesn't seem to be going through as well yet. So they need a backup. Shayna is not a face, though. But but they're trying. Like, they're trying to get a top person, a top villain for Becky Lynch to go back and forth with. Gotcha. So they're gonna need someone. So right now, they have no one. Their nearest person that they have right now is Shayna Baszler. So if Shayna and when Shayna does not work out, because Shayna is not appearing, she's not appealing to the crowd right now. She's not appearing. She's not getting a lot of good remarks online. She's not getting like she, she's not resonating the way she did at NXT onto the main roster. It's right. not working out the same. So they need someone else in turn if this feud doesn't work out with Becky and Shayna. They're going to try to do that with Nia. And Nia just keeps digging herself into more holes and more holes. And then she's just going to end up off the fucking TV programming yet again. 
Well, my fellow question for you, JJ, is how do you how would you like WWE to respond to Nia Jax in regards to these many incidents? What would you like like them to do to help her and they, to keep the other need, workers? They need, honestly, they need to have a stipulation and get her removed from the Money in the Bank match. Yeah, they need to they need to show her how serious this is. Like, we need you to understand the position that we're trying to we're trying to make you. The face, one of the faces of the heels of the women's division comes SummerSlam. Right. The only way we're going to be able to do that is if you can protect your fellow wrestlers. If you can't do that, then we can't put you in that spotlight to go in the ring with Becky Lynch, to go in the ring with Charlotte Flair, to go in the ring with Rhea Ripley when she gets back. You can't do that if you're not safe. You're not going to injure our top performers because you got a big head on your shoulders and you got a chip that you need to fucking deflect. This ain't about you. This is about the growth of the women's division beyond the four horsewomen. Yeah. I agree. All right. So we move on to week 28 of the Wednesday Night Wars. Some of you guys' favorite part of this this, uh, show is where we tell you the ratings for AEW Dynamite and WWE NXT. So after two straight weeks of the trend... Going off and NXT winning in the Wednesday Night Raws after the one final beat of Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, and then last week with uh, I forget what was the what was the big thing last week. Uh, uh what's the name coming at the end? Uh, oh yeah, Killer Killer, killer uh, Cross. Yeah, Killer Cross. Karrion Cross uh, making his debut at the end of NXT last week, as well as Timothy Thatcher making their debut last week. NXT, back-to-back weeks, getting the win over AEW Dynamite. AEW Dynamite back on board with the W this week. Seven really? 731,000 viewers for AEW Dynamite the first time since this whole trend down for both shows under 700,000 that one of the shows went over the 700,000 mark. And NXT finished with 665,000 viewers. Uh, AEW finished off 24th in the 18 to 49 demo, while NXT finished off at 50. Chrissy Love. Top Guy JJ, what was the better show, in your opinion, for the Wednesday Night Wars, Week 28? JJ, you going to go? No, I was, well, leaving, I was leaving it for you, Chrissy. Oh, first okay. Of, before we get to Chrissy, I'll run through what happened so we can get a reminder to the viewer. On NXT, we had Double Team Dream pins uh, NXT champion Adam Cole in the main event tag team match, but Tom Phillips with the line of the night said to finish off that Adam Cole just pinned the NXT champion, Adam Cole, to end NXT. Yes, he did say that. That happened. Watch it back. Uh, Johnny, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae set their sight on the NXT and NXT women's titles. Finn Balor mysteriously disappears, even though they... They previewed Velveteen Dream and Finn Balor, and I got a tweet, I got a text from WWE like a minute before the show, like, oh, watch it, because Dream is going to verse Balor. And I was like, what the hell happened? Um, right, <laughs> And then right. Jake Atlas, Kushida, and Phantasma uh, get on board in the best of the Super Cruisers. I'm stealing that from uh, Larry Sanka from 411 Manias. 
best of the super cruisers. That's what we're going to be calling the cruiserweight title tournament here. <laughs> and AEW Dynamite, Darby Allen and Dustin Rhodes uh, both move on in the TNT Championship tournament with wins in uh, two really good matches. Um, Bubbly Bunch do the Flim Fam, the most hilarious thing I've seen on wrestling TV in a number of weeks. Thank you, Chris Jericho. Thank you, Bubbly Bunch. Um, <laughs> That's the funniest thing on oh, right now, man. That shit is hilarious. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kill MJF <laughs> uh, injury update after MJF's mysterious tweets. We found out that he has a debilitating, life threatening hangnail. Yes. Our, uh, you know, we're, our prayers and thoughts to MJF right now. <laughs> uh, Brody, Mr. Brody brings in a new member to the Dark Order, which is Preston Vance, uh, former Heisman Trophy winner. So, we broke down NXT and AEW. Miss Chrissy Love, what do you think was the better show? Both shows were good, but I, I, I would have thought that uh, NXT would have brought in brought home the win. But to each its own. I, both shows were great. I were into, I was entertained by both of them. Um, didn't understand the beginning of the show and what happened to Finn. Supposedly, he like something happened. But overall, I, I loved it. What did um. Oh, uh, Velveteen show says is it OVO? What what was I was trying to say? OVA over dream over. over. <laughs> Gotta get one so, of those. So why did you think NXT was better? Um, I love the the end the 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 main event. I like I love the main event. The new dude with the new tattoos. What's his name again? Oh, Dexter Loomis. Oh, he got my God. He's sexy. Love him. Oh my God. Wow. God damn it. I didn't know. Man. <laughs> wow. God damn it. Omg. He is. Who? Who is hot? That one right there. He's a. He's a... JJ, take the timestamp on this. We're gonna need uh, <laughs> J- Johnny to rip this from the True <laughs> episode. So we can put it on the Twitter page and tag just, just take the whole thirty six. Just take the whole thirty six minute mark. Just the whole thirty six minute mark. <laughs> Woo, man! That, 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 was, that, that one was right pretty. there. Yeah, man. Yep. That's why I want that to win. That that's the better show for me this weekend. <laughs> so wanted NXT to win because a sexy man with tattoos made his debut on the Woo! show. He came last week, but you know. It's he gave like two weeks ago. Yeah, he's yeah. He's, he's a creepy stalker. You you like a creepy stalker guy with tattoos and a clothes. He is. A, he got oh, some tight ass. He My got man some looks like a beefed up Joey Ryan with tattoos. Yo, I, I swear, if he keep bending over that, <laughs> you gonna see crack, man. That I'm like, them pants is so tight, yo. Omg, I'm like, yo, if he bent over one more time, you just gonna see all ass on TV, and then, you know, ain't nobody there. So it's gonna, it's like. Wow, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> Top guy JJ, what was the better show in your opinion? <laughs> uh, I definitely did think that AEW took the crown this week as a better show. Um, NXT did have a pretty solid outing the week prior. I do think that I was just disappointed with the fact that Finn Balor just disappeared from the show all of a sudden. Like, I was like, what the fuck just happened? That was like, I, I like the pop up of Finn Balor coming up to. To Velveteen, I don't know you. I don't like you. <laughs> I liked all of that. And yeah. then 
we get the match build, and then all of a sudden I see fucking Velveteen Dream is teaming up with Keith Lee. I'm like, what the fuck? What and the they fuck just Keith happened? Lee. What the fuck just happened? And then Keith Lee doesn't even perform. I'm like, okay, this is just bad. And this the like I thought NXT was sort of I thought NXT was kind of having the better matches throughout. And then once it spun into that main event, that shit just threw me all the way off and said, This is this is whack. This just got really whack to me. So that just flipped the tide over to AEW real quick. Because <laughs> the natural the natural and Kip Sabian actually put on a pretty damn good match. Uh-huh. They put on a pretty good match. Uh, a jobber, a jobber gave Kenny Omega a run for his money. <laughs> you know, that so- was that was, that was I mean, like I was so annoyed. I got into so many debates today on Twitter about Why? this match. Like, this was because people were like, "Oh, it made Kenny Omega look like not a star. He looks like a mid carder." And I'm like. No, I think like, oh, what is wrong with these people? Thank you, thank you. Problem. The whole point of him being the person that who he is is to elevate and help others, he doesn't always have to be the top person. That was a uh, 80s squash match. That was an 80s NWA squash match. If you go back, go on WWE Network, watch World Championship Wrestling from like 1984 through 1987. Ric Flair was on that show and had five to six minute matches with Ray Bummersome from from Arkansas, I Ottawa, out, out, whatever the hell he was from. It does not matter, but he put those guys over. <laughs> I appreciate your sacrifice to talking to the idiots on Twitter. Right. Yeah. Why do you Because I, I don't understand. He does this to himself. I don't feel bad for you every time you, I do. I, I don't understand why you do this to yourself. There's so many idiots. That's the first thing I was like, yo, he's making, he's trying to make this little jobber here look good. He's trying to make him look all right. Now, all of a sudden, he wins a couple matches on AEW Dark. And then he gets a couple matches on AEW to those those filler shows, and then he puts on decent matches with 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 Sammy Guevara. That he puts on decent matches with Kip Sabian. Yep. What the fuck is wrong with that? Mm-hmm. Like this is what's called them trying to not dig into what's called the WWE layer of dwelled, dwindled, fired talent, and maybe holy shit, breaking fucking news. Maybe trying to build their own talent. And oh, oh my god, that's so wrong. <laughs> if you didn't have the, the show on mute, the announcers who are who are probably the best announced team on weekly television of Chris Jericho and Tony Schiavone uh mentioned that it was like a trap game for an NBA team or an NFL team or a college basketball team when you are the dominant team and you have a weaker team you underestimated them they basically put that over on commentator that Kenny Omega was not taking them seriously paused before he pinned them after the V trigger and that's why he had to do one more V trigger before he, pinned- he didn't even get out of the V trigger the jobber kicked out of the V trigger like what because Kenny didn't pin him. because Kenny didn't pin him right after Kenny Kenny like posed and basically took his time before he pinned him like it yeah. made sense but people basically take things in nutshells and just overestimate it but I agree with Top Guy JJ and I think AEW had the better show uh, Darby versus Sammy was the best empty arena yeah. match 
that yeah. I've seen on on any television show in wrestling since this whole thing started. That was crazy. That was fun. The work on Sammy's uh, foot, the whole uh, boot getting <laughs> taken off. Like I'm gonna remember certain parts of this match. That's how that's how fun. That's the best empty arena match that I've seen thus far. Darby my, Allen. My uh, God, Darby Allen has to be like such a fucking star. I'm sorry, like th- that dude is. Um, I mean, amazing. Darby a, Allen's on his way of being breakout star of 2020. Just saying, yeah. He's on his way of Absolutely. being breakout star of 2020. Absolutely, yeah. I and agree. like I said, the Omega squash that was a fun squash. Uh, I, I love the squash though. I, I call yeah, it. It was like it was like a warm up match more than more than just a squash match. The squash matches was more Mr. Brody squash match, and then um, yeah, and that's like, a, yeah, it was I, like a competitive exhibition. Like, yeah. I love I love the, the Warlord squash with him tossing around that uh, jobber. That was that was <laughs> that's awesome. a squash. The MJF <laughs> promo was awesome. The Scorpio Sky vignette was very yes. very strong. Yes. Um, who, the bubble- the, huh? who was the person that um uh, fought Dustin? That's Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian. Kip, Kip Sabian and, and Penelope. Mm. Fucking love them. Gotta yeah, I, I mean gold. Penelope make you grab that lotion, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love the little rivalry. I love the little mid-card rivalry that's developing between um, them, uh, Kip Sabian, Penelope Ford, Jimmy Havoc, and uh, the best friends in Orange Cassidy. I like that match. That match was a lot of fun. Of course, Orange Cassidy, it's just Orange Cassidy. Watching Orange Cassidy on... On on makes me cry that there's no fans. Like that's that (laughs) waves whatever. (laughs) Yo, yo, I I I just want a ticket to just be in the crowd like everybody else and just make a whole bunch of noise. That is gold. Absolutely. I'm like, yo, I love that. I love how they handle an orange Cassidy, man. It's awesome. So we gotta move on. We talked about the Wednesday night wars. So uh, WWE news, an anonymous WWE employee uh, reached out to uh, Florida government officials to protest WWE being essential and wanting them to be forced to adhere to the stay-at-home order due to mm. fear of losing their job and being safe from the COVID-19 virus. WWE denies these allegations that so they're not forcing their workers to work at these events. Okay, have they mentioned Roman Reigns on television since he decided to go home? Nope. Anywho, uh, WWE uh, celebrating 25 years of Triple H's WWE career. Before we move on, your favorite Triple H moment. Hmm. Wow. Damn, that's hard. Um, It's quite a few. Um, Him fighting The Undertaker is great. Um, damn, that's a that's you lost me on that one, man. I wish I had mine more prepared for this. Jesus, well, um, it's on the agenda, boo. I know, I like I skimmed through it just like you did. Sorry, I know, but at least I knew the question was coming. Um, I, I love I, my you know what? No, I take it back. One of my favorite Triple H moments was when this is when he first started the whole storyline with Stephanie. And he he was she was supposed to be getting married to Tess, and she didn't get married to Tess because she had married um, Triple H at the the Vegas wedding, but she was half sleep or whatever. He was like making her 
the noises. I mean, he he did. he he drugged her. He, he dr drugged her. Yeah, sorry. That's that's a, that's not a good. That's not a good one. Damn it. Talk on JJ. Damn. I mean, that that's definitely up there. With that is definitely Damn. up there. That's definitely up there. I do not condone any type of drug habits or use to women Yo, he, at all. Yo, he he roofied her. Damn. He he roofied her. But that's his his wife in real life, though. So technically, I mean, they so from yeah, being drunk. Dude, do you say yes, ma'am? <laughs> that's classic. Okay, go ahead, JJ. I mean, that, that that's definitely up there for sure. Um, one of my absolute favorite moments of his was his was his very sudden heel turn on Shawn Michaels when they reformed DX. Mm. Oh my god, that it was like lightning fast, like bam, like they were celebrating, and then bam, hit him with that pedigree and mm -hmm. try to end his career. Oh, that was fucking phenomenal, which led to a damn near year-long rivalry between the two. And then also, since I don't want to re-mention the marriage. Also, another one of my favorite <laughs> of his was when he broke into Randy Orton's house. <laughs> like, when he broke into Randy Orton's house, that shit was fucking awesome. I was like, yo, my man just came in there not giving a fuck, yo, about the wife. No one just coming in. I, I need to fuck you up, yo. You you sat here, you 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 laid kisses on my wife, yo. You yeah. kissed my wife while I was handcuffed. I'm coming <laughs> to your crib, son. Like I, I love, I love his stories from back then. Like his stories was something to behold. Like he had some really memorable times. And honestly, there's a lot more, but I'm gonna just give you two. Yep. I'm gonna go with his return in 2002. I was the there live. I was there live. The beautiful day vignettes. I hated Triple H up until that point. And my, mom, my mom, who was there with me at Monday Night Raw, knew I hated Triple H. But when that music hit, I got on my feet. I was on my feet cheering for his return like everyone else. And my mom was like, I thought you didn't like him. I was like, I like him tonight. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question since you were there for both live events. I didn't actually know that you was there for his live show in 2002. Which pop was louder, his pop or the Hardy's return pop? Ooh. The Hardy's return pop because it was more people, but like so I mean that at, Thunder I at mean, the Garden was you yeah, could yeah. feel it through the TV. Yeah, I mean like like that it's it's I was at the time, I think I was what like 14 years oh no, I was 13 years old. So to this day I still remember it. It's like my it's out of all the times that I went as a kid, that's the number one time that I remember the most because that was like the biggest show I ever been to. That was like one of my first Monday night Raws I ever went to and for Triple H to return. And it's such a moment that gets replayed and replayed and yeah. replayed. So that's the one that sticks out the most to me. Yeah. Because uh, uh, before hearing that Hardy's pop, the loudest thing I've ever heard was Sandman coming out in 2005 to One Night Stand. Yeah. I'm still, still jealous of you that you went to that show. <laughs> I, know, I just found out you saw Triple H's live Madison Square Garden return. That is epic. <laughs> you see Sandman's return on the network right now, you'll hear some old death uh, metal no, no, music. Don't, don't get me started. We, 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 
actually, they actually, they actually, uh, we actually rewind that on our quarantine uh, viewing party. So we got to move on. <laughs> WWE 24-7 uh, champion Rob Gronkowski, the Gronk, gets traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to team back up with Tom Brady. Uh, I thought he retired, though. He did. He says, I'm ready and I'm back. That's and it. wants to get traded to play with Tom Brady. You know what? I'm just old. You know, whatever. Nice job. Uh, rumors are reporting that the mysterious hacker on WWE SmackDown could be not, o- not only Mustafa Ali, but also G- Chad Gable. That's a, been a very interesting storyline on Friday Night's SmackDown, as Chrissy Love can attest to. Uh, Wrestling Observer reports that the Lana uh, Lashley breakup that was teased on at WrestleMania 36 is apparently off. As you oh, said. my God. Sorry. Speaking of Lana and Lashley, Wrestling Observer also reports that they, WWE never had any plans after the wedding for Liv Morgan, which explains the follow-up to that. So. And the artists formerly known as Revival confirmed the, their, uh, the supposedly comedy gimmick with, uh, the, it looked like clown costumes with like hats and purple and red and green and uh, bow ties and stuff. WWE pissed to them and has officially changed their names to Cash Wheeler and Dax Hartwood and they will be known as The Revolt, which got some upset in the wrestling scene due to another team being known as that in the North Carolina area and they've been around for like five years so they're upset about that but the revolt so wait wait weren't they released though yeah they released so but so they're they're known as the revolt on the network or no they're going to be known as the revolt going forward oh this is their name since they're not a part of WWE now yeah they can't be known as Bible, so they're known as the revolt now they could have came up with a better name but okay sure <laughs> uh, AEW News Cody has officially filed for the trademark on the Cody Rhodes name. Now that WWE's trademark has expired, WWE has, I think, three months to come back on to that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, okay. okay. I know what this is showing us. <laughs> uh, Impact. Yeah, no, I'm showing, I'm showing, showing, showing some of my fam that's calling me. I'm, oh. glad you know. I'm just letting them know. You know, I got. I got a couple of my guys on here. I got my brother, Daryl, and then and, and Kev is on here. Hey, ready, for our, ready for our nice. draft party tonight, you know? You know? <laughs> nice. Nice. Tell them, tell them we say hi. We're finishing up right now. <laughs> yeah, they uh, said they... They said they, they said they, you know, we wrapping up, you know? But yeah, <laughs> I, I had to turn that down real quick so that y'all, y'all could hear them, but... <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, Impact uh, Wrestling News, uh, Willie Mack defeats uh, Ace Austin to win the X Division title, uh, Crazy Steve returns, and Sammy Callahan turns on uh, OVE, his uh, stablemates, while Shamrock makes him pass out to the ankle lock at Impact Rebellion Night 1. Night 2 is coming up, and Tessa Blanchard and Eddie Edwards apparently decided to not show up to attend the Rebellion tapings due to the uh, pandemic that's going on. So now Impact will determine the future of the Impact World title next week on Impact Rebellion Night 2. 
NWA news, uh, Camille makes her in-ring uh, debut on the preview to NWA Superpower and also cuts one one hell of a promo. I got to give it to her. I've been uh, complimenting her on uh, Twitter machine, uh, establishing her presence in the NWA women's division as well as all her actions up to this point in NWA. So if you haven't saw that, check, definitely check that out. Uh, NWA Power from this week. And other wrestling news, a couple of the cuts that just recently happened. Machine Gun Carl Anderson uh, releases a teaser video confirming that he is going to be known as Machine Gun and that he will possibly return to Japan. Mm. Cassius, of course he's going to return there, man. That's where his home, that's where he, that's where he fucking made a career at. Of course he's going to return to Japan. When he can uh, go back over there. Yeah, when uh, I don't know when. I, that's what that was been. That's been my main question. I mean, uh, I don't know why the fuck he left Japan to begin with. He went to that shitty ass place that buried his whole fucking career. You know, might as well just go back to what made you famous, bro. Take <laughs> you and fucking Rufus with you. <laughs> Rufus, that's what you call Luke Gallows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Festus, God, Rufus, what the hell is that? <laughs> Or Faustus, or Faustus, Faustus, Festus, Festus, whatever the fuck his name was. Stupid. Just stop going to places for the check, man. They're going to make you look really stupid. I'm like, what is he talking about? Festus, or whatever the fuck his name is. You know what I mean? You know, you go for the paycheck, they make you look a fucking idiot. That was Chris Jericho's head of security, actually. Yes, yes, the head of security, absolutely. Uh, Cassius Ono officially announces that he was a part of the WWE layoffs and he will be now known once again as Chris Hero. He seems to be going to be returning who to the gives a fuck? Like, right. who really who gives I a do. fuck? I no want to great match. No one gave a fuck about Chris Hero to begin with. So why the fuck do we care now? They did when he when he left WWE the first time, and he went on like ten years ago. He was running, no, it wasn't. It was in like 2017. Was the last time. He just recently went back to WWE. That shit feels like forever, bro. No one cares. I saw the tweet. I was like, and? You changed your name back? And? I'm ready for the knockout. Still get a job to the whole fucking industry. No, he's not. He's better on the indie scene than he is in WWE. Everybody's Uh, better on the indie. We're not here to bury WWE. Not everybody. Only only person that's never been better on the indie scene is Randy Orton. Because you know why? Because he's never seen it. Mm. Also, uh, Zach Zach Ryder, aka Matt Cordona, uh, his new shirt on uh, the Pro Wrestling Tees is the most selling after one week being away from WWE. So, congrats to him. And speaking of the WWE releases, so we got our final segment right here. We're gonna call it "Where Do They Go." Where do they go? Where we talk about the WWE releases. I'm gonna give you a name. You name a promotion or the independent scene where you think you can't hear me. No, 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 no. I'm telling him that I can't hear them. Oh, okay, I think they, cool. they're trying to get my attention over here, and I'm like, I can't hear them. I can hear y'all, but I can't hear them. <laughs> Where do they go? I'm going to give you a name. You give me a promotion or the independent scene. So, we're going to start off on the top. Eric Young. Eric Young, where does he go next? Indies. MLW. Indies. MLW, I'm going to go with Impact Wrestling. I think he's going to make his return, be a legend, a returning legend to Impact Wrestling, and there's a bunch of new talent there for him to go against. Okay. EC3, Top Guy JJ. 
Unfortunately, I see EC3 going to AEW where he's going to fail again. Same. I see EC3 returning back to Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling, like I said, it has a whole bunch of new talent. So a lot of the guys that left there, they have a whole bunch of new guys that they can compete against. And these guys returning back would be either upper mid-carters or main eventers. Yeah. Um, Yeah, let me know who cares. (laughs) <laughs> Leo, Leo Rush Miss Chrissy Love Damn um, Maybe Impact might be good for him I think AEW will be too Too Elite for him maybe I don't know um, Maybe Impact would be good for him for right now He can shine there I see Leo Rush Returning to WWE I see Leo Rush going to AEW. I think out of all the names on this list, no one screams AEW more to me than Leo Rush. Really? Yeah, I, Why? I see, him, I see him returning back after because the, he's after got the furloughs he works, are over. He works. He works the style that AEW is best at. He's like okay. he. He's the type of African-American star that a lot of people on the peripheries, kind of the minority haters of AEW, have complained about. He's the type of guy that they can build around and make a real star. I'll tell you, though, the matches that Leo Rush and Darby Allin would have would be fucking epic. You know well, what? Leo Rush versus Darby Allen, Leo Rush versus that's Sammy first, Guevara. That's the first, first name I thought about. Omega, yeah, that's the first name Rush. I thought about. Leo Rush versus Jungle Boy. I love to see it all. Like honestly, he can work with anybody. Leo Rush is a talented worker. He's, he's super talented. Yeah, he. he I, it's, it's sad that he that but maybe just, he will I go back. Know. I don't know, but I I, 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 I wish I, him that he could. I, I just don't see I, it I working. He's already had. Paycheck, he's already had his fallout with uh, WWE. He's already seen it. He's already expressed uh, frustrations. I don't see him going back. Uh, Kurt Angle. So, uh, promotion, independent, or do he stay retired? Retired. Retired. JJ? Kurt Angle? Yep. Why is he even on there? He's definitely staying retired. Cool. Sarah Logan. Who you got, top guy, JJ? Sarah Sarah Logan. Logan. Sarah Logan's boyfriend works for the company. She's definitely going back to the E. Yep. Sarah Logan's the Sarah first Logan name. Nowhere else no. but WWE. She don't fit. I would say correction. That's her husband, actually. Her husband. My bad. She ain't going nowhere else. Sarah Logan. I'm gonna have to agree. Is going back to WWE. That's the first name I see going back to WWE. Uh, Primo Cologne. Primo. Is he going back to Puerto Rico? A promotion here in the U.S. or the independents are going back. Uh, independent. They need to return as trainers for the WWE and keep collecting them checks from God knows where. I see Primo and Epico going to MLW. MLW has been building up a lot of uh, Spanish talent. They've been really focusing on their uh, Spanish uh, talent acquisitions. And I feel like Primo and Epico would be really good for their tag team division. Um, Really? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. I think they can MLW's get MLW's tag division is going to get boosted up by Primo and Epico. <laughs> it's, another, it's another talented tag team that can have good matches. Right. Hey, you you don't agree because you don't you've only seen them in WWE. No, nah, uh, I don't see them. I don't see them working anymore. I just see them collecting paychecks. Well, teach yourself. Who you got for Rowan? Rowan, where do you see Rowan going? Miss Chrissy Love. 
AEW. He'll be back with his, his boy over there. He'll be one of the members of the family. Rowan will be the biggest acquisition the Dark Order has ever had. I agree with the others. I think that Rowan is going to be number 11 or 12 for the Dark Order. <laughs> uh, Mike, follower. Mike yep. and Maria Canellis. Mike and Maria Canellis. By the way, they just announced they got a new podcast in the uh, non-essential wrestling podcast. Uh, very unique name. Give it up to them. But Mike and Maria Canellis, do you see them going back? Do you see them going to another promotion? For the independence. Impact. Impact. He got JJ. I see Mike and Maria Canellas actually going to NWA. Ooh. For family like stability. It. Maria's about to have the other kid if she didn't have it already. They're gonna want some stability. Yeah. I see them. I see the Canellas is going to, to NWA. Okay, that's a good I, one, actually. Was not thinking that one, so I'm gonna have to agree with Top Guy JJ for once. That that's <laughs> a really good idea because I didn't these think guys, about that one. I forgot all yeah, about them. You don't want them to to take a step back. They've already been to like ROAs. They've already been to Impact Wrestling. I don't see them having a lot of value to AEW. They have a lot of uh, guy female type of combinations already, so it would kind of be redundant. So, so I, I think my, I think mine's back and, and agree with JJ. JJ I can see answer. them going to NWA. Yes, <laughs> the opinions of my co-mates. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's see where you see Heath Slater going, top guy JJ. Heath Slater. Heath Slater is going back to the E as a jobber. Heath Slater got kids. Yeah, they don't think that actually gave him a shot. He ain't going nowhere else. Yeah. Back. You see him going back? Yep, absolutely. He just, they just needed him off the payroll for right now, unfortunately. Heath Slater is a company man. Yep. He's like, um, what's the, what's the dude? Um, Titus and Apollo. Titus, Zack Ryder is going back. Like, like I mean, you, I, you probably didn't get to him yet, which he's probably the, literally the next name. So you got my next guest for Zack Ryder as well. Going back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, Heath Slater going back, yes. So yep. you go with, so next name is Zack Ryder. You're saying Matt Cardona, Zack Ryder. You say you're both, he's going back to WWE. Amen. They're going to go back, yep. I see Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona going to AEW. I think that Cody sees a lot in Zack Ryder. He sees more in him than Vince McMahon ever did, and that he would bring him in with a prominent role, and that Matt Cardona will he will go his ass off in making sure that this opportunity does not make it past him, and he's the guy that has that groundswell type of fan base that AEW loves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt Hawkins, his tag team partner. Kurt Hawkins, Brian Myers, where do you see him going, Miss Chrissy Love? Uh, I see him staying as well. See him going back? Yep. Top guy, JJ? You said the Good Brothers? No. Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> Kurt Hawkins? Oh. Wow. Wow. Kurt Hawkins is a hard one. Um... I see Kurt Hawkins going to Impact Wrestling. Mm. I see Kurt Hawkins going to Impact Wrestling. I don't. I don't see him in a major role in AEW. I don't see him being a big time player in in NWA or ROH. I see him going to to NWA as a nice mid Carter. 
Oh, you say NWA? Okay. No, no, Impact. Um, Wait, did I say did I say NWA or did I say Impact first? You said Impact first. Impact, so I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sticking with Impact. I'm sticking with Impact. I do believe Kurt Hawk um Kurt Hawkins is gonna end up in Impact Wrestling. All right, so Christy thinks he you think he's going back? I think he's gonna stay with yeah, I think he's gonna go back. And JJ says Impact. I'm gonna say with Kurt Hawkins. I think he gonna go to ROH. He's gonna be the first guy I see going to ROH and I feel like he can have like pretty good matches there so it won't be like too much of a step back for him and he can make money off his merch. Um, so we're gonna put these two together. The Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Luke Gattles. Where do you see them going? Top guy JJ. This is the easiest answer I had out of every single one. As soon as New Japan opens up, they are back in New Japan pro wrestling. Facts. Agreed. All across the board, I see them going to New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't see them going back to WWE because they just signed five-year deals. So for them to go back, it just seems retarded. So I see them going <laughs> to New, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I would say the dark horse there is AEW, though. Uh, no Way Jose or the artist formerly known as No Way Jose. He should just retire. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Nothing was ever good about him. I'm sorry. No way Jose will be one of the only people that I believe is unsigned. Damn. I see no way Jose going to the independent scene. I think he's going he's gonna to go around the independence. He's going to be a nice independent act. And maybe possibly go back uh, a couple of years from now. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna skip keep the one face. name. I'm gonna keep, skip <laughs> one name, and I'm gonna keep him to the end because I feel like he's the biggest name of the bunch. But we'll go to next. Aiden English. Aiden English. Who you got? Uh, Aiden English. Top guy. JJ. I see Aiden English being ROH's biggest acquisition. Ooh. I see him coming out with the powerful promo to start a beef with one of their top guys. And I see Aiden English because he has a good microphone presence to bring something very valuable to Ring of Honor. Miss mm. Mercy Love? I was going to say um, either New Japan, but now that I, I might have to agree with JJ. You want to agree with JJ that he's going to ROH? I'm going to say... Aiden English is going to go to MLW. I feel like he's an interesting act that I feel does can put up a strong promo and he could be one of the building blocks for MLW going forward. Uh, Deanna Parata. Deanna Parata is very happy to be out of her WWE deal. And I'm saying that she's going to be one of the key female acquisitions of AEW out of all of this. Mm. Who you got, Chris, Miss Chrissy Love? Where do you see oh. Deanna Parata going? She can go build up the women's division over there, definitely. You think she's going to AEW? Yeah. That would be the, the, next, the next ride for her to go to. Would make sense. I think Deanna... This was a hard one. This was actually was kind of hard. I see Deanna going to Impact Wrestling because I think AEW is going to really try hard to focus on the women that they have because mm. they're, they're, they're kind of struggling to build that division up already with who they have. So just bringing in more fish, I think that's going to create a bigger challenge. So I see her going to Impact and having an Impact right away. Okay. Okay. 
Um, MJ Jenkins. MJ Jenkins. Where do you see MJ Jenkins going to? Top guy JJ. Who the fuck is MJ Jenkins? Word. What? She is. She's been on NXT television. We talked about her last week. God damn! You could have just said independent scene. You know, come on. You don't know if these these wrestlers are watching. <laughs> oh my um, God. I don't know who you are. Like I don't. I had no. I was like, who? Like you're the reason why you have to put a sub bar in here as to who she was. Who no. just had family well, passed no, away? No. Like that was from last week. A, that was the one we just wanted to send our thoughts. I can't, in. I, can't, I, can't I can't, I can't put a company on her because I, I'll say independent team because I have no idea what, no idea who she is. That's all I asked for. Uh, Miss Chrissy Love, you should have yeah. let off with that one. Yeah, um, MLW. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say independent scene, but maybe down the line going back to WWE. Uh, door. Uh, we, we will move on from a couple of names that I know you guys don't know. Uh, Cassius Ono, Cassius Ono, Chris Hero. Where do you see Chris Hero going next? Miss Chrissy Love, New Japan. Hmm, some place he's never been before. Okay, that's interesting. Top guy, JJ. I see ROH all over Cash or all, all over Chris Hero. I see uh, Chris Hero becoming the king of the indies for a while, and then eventually uh, I could see him going to AEW. I think that the AEW can make him kind of like a upper mid-card boss and a big guy that can get like good matches off of guys. Like I've seen him have a great match with Darby Allen before. I've seen him have uh, good matches with guys on ROH before, so I would be interested to see Chris Hero in AEW. And then finally, we got the man that Miss Chrissy Love is wearing today. Happy Rusev Day! Rusev Day! The artist formerly known as Rusev. I see him going to AEW. I think that he is going to be the key acquisition for AEW. I said a few people going to AEW here, but out of everyone, I think that this is going to be the biggest guy that they capitalize on and make a huge star. I totally agree. You need to bring Lana's ass with you. Take her ass there, too. And, and, Take a this, over there. and this is why I had my AEW acquisitions limited, because he is going to be the big fish that they land. Yep. The biggest free agent of the entire group will end up in AEW with probably one of the biggest contracts they have to dish out. Because I see him getting office from WWE and I see him getting an offer board. I see him becoming a hot commodity and AEW will land him. But I, it will come at a price. It, it will come at a price. a price. Totally. So we all agree there. AEW for Rusev Day. So plugs for our lineup on the YouTube channel. Right now you can check out True Hill Heat 70 featuring Darius Carter where we go in-depth about all of the Black Friday WWE releases and Darius Carter gives us a different perspective as far as like the business end, as far as a pro WWE argument and I give you all the facts on how much WWE could have made even if they did not release anyone. Our True Hill <laughs> 
Between the Ropes uh, interview with Darius Carter as well as Mark Adam Haggerty is up on the YouTube channel right now and coming soon. If you're listening to this, to our iTunes exclusive iTunes audio interview with uh, Vinny Pacifico. That's coming soon to the audio page on our iTunes as well as all the audio places where you listen to your podcasts. Uh, the latest Dark Power going raw with Junk Guy JJ. Smackdown with the Lynches and AE uh, recap are all on the YouTube channel with new episodes later this week as well as this weekend. And yep. a new series coming soon to the YouTube channel, True Rewind, where we go back and watch classic shows, TV shows, as well as pay-per-view shows. And Drunk Guy JJ and Romeo on this week, Going Raw with Drunk Guy JJ, will tell you a little bit about our first project for True Rewind. So tell them guys where they can follow you on social media uh you can follow me i am the sensation miss chrissy love you can follow me on ig twitter and facebook uh chrissy love underscore miss chrissy uh the sensation miss chrissy love or miss crystal lynch top guy jj i'm just saying for the producer you gonna have to put because you know you have to put with little, little bars underneath chrissy's name on how do you because you know a lot of these wrestling marks don't know how to spell miss sensational so I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Might be time to change it to just shorter for them. You know? I'm, I'm at Instagram. <laughs> I am Truehill underscore Top Guy JJ. If you don't know how to spell that, then go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> and, and, and on Facebook, I'm simply Justin Johnson, but I'm, I mean it. She needs a bar under her name. That shit is going to take up the whole screen. That's just going to be like, bam. <laughs> Miss Love, how about that? You can say Miss Love. <laughs> you gotta change it first, boo boo. Exactly. They gotta <laughs> still follow you. Uh, um, on Facebook, you can follow us at uh, True Hill Heat. Uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, we're all at True Hill Heat. If you want to follow the group page, it's True Heels on uh, Facebook. Uh, this Pro Wrestling Spotlight is also on Facebook, so support them and Battle Club Pro as well as Battle Club Pro on Twitter and Instagram, YouTube. Uh, of course, push the subscribe button, push the like if you enjoyed this video, and put your comments down below so we know what you guys thought about True Hill Heat 71 and where you guys think all the releases from WWE Black Wednesday will go next. Uh, you can also listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and coming soon to Anchor and follow our good friend Jimmy Macaram on YouTube as well. So until True Hill Heat 71, this has been the lovely princess of all the True Hill Miss Chrissy Love, our resident True Hill alcoholic top guy JJ. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. Until True Hill Heat 72 next week, we are signing off until next time. Even SP botches because it is until True Hill Heat 72, but he said until <laughs> True Hill Heat 71. Producer, keep that shit. <laughs>